Okay, today I want to talk about 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 25. <clears throat> but before I, before I was to do the research on different interpretations and start picking away the, at the verses to find their true meaning, I needed to look up some context. The book of 2 Timothy was written in approximately 67 AD. Paul wrote 2 Timothy from a dark and damp Roman prison cell just before his death. After the great fire in Rome around 64 AD that burned half the city, with the residents of Rome in an uproar, Christians became a convenient target to Emperor Nero, who used believers as scapegoats for his city's own lack of preparedness. Paul was one of those caught up in the persecution and was beheaded by the Roman officials after writing this letter. <clears throat> The setting in which Paul wrote this uh, letter is important because he was in terrible situation and was just suffering, but he still put the ministry above his own circumstances. Paul is writing to Timothy and reminding him to stay strong even through suffering. The second letter to Timothy excuse me, was written about four years after his first letter. He told Timothy to share the suffering of the gospel and to rely on the power of God. He also told Timothy to hold strong teachings of Jesus Christ and to guard the righteousness deposited through the Holy Spirit that lives in him. For if we die with him, we will also live with him. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. He told Timothy to be diligent. And when he says diligent, um, the meaning of diligent in uh, Webster's Dictionary is having or showing care and consciousness in one's work or duties. So he told Timothy to be diligent to present himself good to God. Today we have the scales well balanced with so many ignoring the fact that our love for Christ will show in the fruits of our spirit, which only means that the proof of your love for Jesus Christ was showing your actions. And I'm not seeing a lot of proof in many self-proclaiming Christians today. I don't see the love of Christ in American churches. Not all, but many. I understand that mostly what we see are the loudest and most obnoxious 
in the churches across this country. But if you are in a church that is teaching anything other than love and acceptance or the teachings of Christ, then you may need to find another church. Christian nationalism has taken such control of the church and we must fight them back. We must fight them back before our faith is destroyed. Stick with the gospels and the teachings of Christ. All the while, hold close to the scriptures and the words of Christ himself. Now I can see where many of today's women read Paul and get offended in some of the misogynistic things he says. When I first read where Paul was telling Timothy in chapter 3 that, e- that these evildoers will warm their way into households and deceive gullible women overwhelmed by sin and passion, I was deeply troubled by Paul's view of the meekness and spiritual weakness of women. And I may have to dive a little deeper into, uh, into this verse in, sometime in a later episode um, to get a better understanding. Then he mentions that these men will be corrupt and worthless in faith. And in that, I agree. But to reduce women down to oversexed idiots gives me some major trouble. Especially considering Jesus himself allowed women to travel with him which was also against the culture in those times. But we need to consider those times. In those days, women didn't have any rights and were looked at merely as things to possess. Not unlike the slaves of those times. For Jesus to even acknowledge a woman was not in the norm. So for him to speak to the woman at the well was simply unheard of and not proper for a good Jewish man in those days. That is why the woman at the well is one of my favorite passages. In chapter 4, Paul demands that Timothy preach the word and to be ready at all times, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teachings. You see, patience is very key. Um, when, when we are rebuking somebody or trying to help them better understand the gospel, we need to be patient because not everybody is going to take what we say and just automatically buy in. He tells them of a time to come that people will not tolerate good teachings, just like I was just talking about. 
but but only what they desire kind of sounds like today they will build a following because people want to hear what they want to hear and not the truth but timothy is to exercise self-control in everything endure hardships and to spread his ministry In verse 6, Paul was letting Timothy know that he doesn't have much time left in his life. He told of how he fought a good, hard fight and he kept his faith and that the Lord and righteous judge will give him a crown on the day of judgment. But not only to him, No, but to all people who have loved his appearing. Now, the word appearing seems a little strange. So when I looked it up, the word appearing from the Webster Dictionary, come into sight, become evident, make an external show, seeming, Having two semblance. The act of becoming visible appearance. So, what he's saying there is all people who have loved his teachings, his words, um, when they come into sight, um, that's what he's teaching, meaning right there. He just means his words, his teachings. Then he gave his final instructions. He asked Timothy to come visit him soon because most have left and to bring Mark with him because he is useful in his ministry. Paul said that nobody stood with him at his defense. They all deserted him. But the Lord stood with him and strengthened him so that he could spread his word to all the Gentiles. The Lord has rescued him from the lion's mouth and every evil works. And he will bring Paul into his heavenly kingdom. <clears throat> now here's the verse I want to discuss. In the King James Version, 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 25, reads as, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructions, those that oppose themselves. If God pre-adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Pre-adventure means by chance, 
perhaps it may be. The Christian Standard Bible reads the same verse as, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. See the difference there? But must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will, excuse me, grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. And in here, repentance is defined as a change of mind. As it appears to one who repents of a purpose he has formed or of something he has done. The Greek translation, as in King James and CSB respectfully, respectively, sorry, of strive and quarrel is makama. This word is used four times in the King, or yeah, four times in the King James. Three times it is defined as strife, and once as fight. So we are to not quarrel or fight when rebuking, rebuking bad theology or hermeneutics, but to be patient in our teachings. We are to communicate with those that oppose us with a gentle kindness so that God will lead them to the knowledge of truth. In other words, we're doing it all wrong for the most part. We don't need to force our beliefs on others. But we are to love them and gently lead them to Christ with love and compassion, not shame or self-hate. I truly hope this helps and leads, leads people to help us in the fight against Christian nationalism. I'm doing all this not for my glory because I'm an introvert. This is uh, not my set of God-given gifts by any means. But I'm doing this for the glory of God Almighty. This is not a fight I wanted to have, but a necessary fight to save our faith. I hate seeing what I'm seeing in the church today. It breaks my heart. And I hate that we've been hijacked, for the lack of a better word, by politics and just division. I I don't understand why we have so many different denominations. Um, 
as a Christian, our job is to teach the word of Christ. So what I'm calling everybody to do is focus, focus hard on the gospels, the teachings of Christ, the red letters. Really pay close attention to those. And then take a good, strong look in the mirror and just evaluate your sin, the things you're going through. I recently did that about two years ago, maybe. And, you know, I, I don't have a lot of room to talk about anybody else. Not, not with the sin I have. Because I can't help somebody with a little speck they have in their eye when I got a plank in my own, as it says in the Bible. So, again, I just hope this helps everybody. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, my email address is the Progressive Christian Podcast at gmail.com. Again, the Progressive Christian Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to Rage Against Christian Nationalism. And um, if you like what you're hearing, give us a thumbs up. I understand the quality right now is less than desirable. But I'm working with what I have. Uh, I don't have an abundance of money to go buy a studio or anything like that at this time. So I'm working with what I got. Right now, my mic is my phone. (laughs) And that's what I'm working with. So um, anyway, until next time, do your best to walk like like Christ and be a more Christ-like Christian because that's what's going to lead others and bring others to want to learn more about our Lord and Savior. And that is how we rebuild our faith. Good night.